Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Triple Babble Podcast. This is your host, Trev. I'm joined here by my co-host, El Jefe, as well as uh, TP, the playmaker. How are you guys doing tonight? Everything is groovy, man. You see, I finally bought out some Cowboys memorabilia. Got a little hat going on, even though, you know, last time I wore it, we lost. But, you know, it feels good. Feels Dang, good. what you put that on for, man? What you doing? Nah, it's still comfortable, That's... man. It was, look, it was, it was just... Dak wasn't back yet. That's really what happened. That's really what happened. Dak wasn't back. That's all so that now that Dak is back, we're going to wear the hat, right? Is that a bar? Hey, was it? Is that a bar? Yes, sir. Robbie <laughs> Trev is in the building. Dropping bizarre. <laughs> Man, how, how you doing, Hefe? How, how's, how's everything um, going with you? Man, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I got to get my sleep. I got to catch up on the sleep. Uh Oh, it's been it's been rough. It's been crazy. Um, once again, you know, I got a I feel like a broken record when I say this. We gotta apologize for missing a Sunday podcast. And I just got I just want to say personally, fans at home, this, this was on me. I take full one thousand, two thousand percent responsibility. It had nothing to do with these two. This one's on me. I will not let it happen again. I will not let it happen again. I repeat that. But. Let's get a little recap for you guys just because, you know, just because. Let's talk about a little bit of Packers, Aaron Rodgers in the pack against the, the damn commandos, man. They they won. God, Aaron Rodgers, man, what's going on with you? What is this, three straight? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is losing record. Um, he's three and four right now. He hasn't had one of these in a while as far as I can remember. This is new territory for the future Hall of Famer, um, the former MVP, former back-to-back MVP. <laughs> this is a different place. I mean, you got to think it has a lot to do with uh, how young some of his skill position players are um, and how they are not really gelling <laughs> right now. Um, Aaron's like that older guy who's just like, well, I'm, I'm too cool to hang with these kids, you know, <laughs> like – and uh, it shows in his body language, and and I definitely think it shows on the field for sure. No, you can about you, TP? You know, we we can definitely see a disconnect in Green Bay. There's something going on. I think it's. I want to say it's his time. I, I actually, at the same time, I do want it to be his time because he has terrorized us for one too many years. You know, history speaks for itself. But I mean, we also kind of have to give the Commanders a little bit of respect here. Um, Congratulations to Brian Roberts Jr. Um, able to, you know, break over 50 yards, 20 carries for 73 yards. It's pretty solid. You know, a couple games that, you know, beginning of the season was pretty rough for this man. And, you know, it's a really heartfelt story to hear or to see. Um, Taylor Heineke uh, really came out, balled, showed that, you know, <laughs> dominion, okay, rep it. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Interesting. Got the Cowboys hat with the own Dominion yeah, shirt. I'm not a, I cannot rip the commanders at all, but I went to school <laughs> the same years, the same years that Heineke was there. He was the quarterback all the years I was there. So, I mean, all right, that's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. It's, 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 it's deeper than rap. It's deeper than rap there. Okay. So, deeper than rap. always yeah, deeper sir. than rap. We'll take that. But we I mean, understand, he, but he did not look bad. I mean, we did, we did see the blind pass that sealed the deal. Uh, there was a picture floating around. It was like, Fuck it, Terry McLaurin's out there somewhere. <laughs> McLaurin got, got some pay dirt. Um, Antonio Gibson toe tapped in the back of the end zone. So I mean, 
Commanders played a really good game. Can't even, you know, we can't put it all on Green Bay faltering. I mean, the Commanders, they did what they needed to do. So, you know, kudos to them. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Look, man, if you need to ride off into the sunset, do your thing. It's no <laughs> sin on my bones. I promise you that, brother. <laughs> yeah, do your thing, Aaron. Do your thing. Go ahead and ride off to the sunset. We'll see what he's about. They got they got a big matchup against Josh Allen and the Bills this week. We'll we'll get into that though this this, this next yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's that's gonna be crazy. Yeah. But you know what? Let's let's get into another future Hall of Famer. And Tom Brady, they just shoot Tom Brady playing the Panthers. That looked like a lock on paper, fellas. And you know what's crazy? I had this written down for our podcast. I was looking at the standings for this for this team last week. The Panthers were one and four, and I was looking at it. I said, all the Panthers have to do to get to the top of this division, they got to beat the Bucs this week. And now they're in position. They're in prime position to get to the top of the division this week. All the Bucs have to do is lose to the Ravens on Thursday, and the Panthers win this week. They are in first place of that division. That is crazy. How do y'all feel about the Panthers being potentially, potentially being first in that division after this week? Well, let's. I want to. I want to talk about it from just a pure betting perspective. That game in particular, the spread was it closed at about thirteen points or so. Most sports books did that. I think it opened at about eleven. There was a lot of doubt in Carolina. <laughs> There's a lot of doubt in Carolina that they could compete in this game. Uh, a lot of folks looked at this as the game for Tom Brady just to get right. I mean, he is, they lost against the Steelers. Um, they just, they have not looked complete. Um, even in the victory against Dallas, I mean, they didn't look like, you know, it didn't look like Tom Brady, you know, week one. But one thing in particular in this game that uh, no one was expecting was, you know, P.J. Walker, who came from the XFL to play better than uh, I think he was undrafted and he uh, played a little bit in the XFL. Come out and beat Tom Brady. I mean that's huge, <laughs> huge for him. He's gonna remember that for the rest of his life. But you know we looked at that team as you know we took one man off of that fifty-three man roster, and the public, pretty much everyone, just assumed that that meant that the Panthers were gonna get beat by you know fourteen, fifteen points. You know, that's crazy to think that we take one man, not the quarterback, off that roster. And we, you know, thought that was going to happen. So, I mean, they still have some pretty good corners. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, they hung in there. I mean, to hear that they are just, you know, close to leading that division is just very, very um, – we didn't think that coming into this year at all. Not at all. Um, Never. Baker Mayfield thought that, but that's the only guy that probably thought that. But uh, that's that's what I got on on that matchup. I mean, it was very, very just telling. Um, I don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. It's, it's looking real ugly, real ugly. Yeah, um, I don't know when the last time this early in the season Tom Brady has really, you know, been a game or two under 500. And I know I've been giving a lot of slack to the AFC South, but I think it's just time for us to cut off the entire southern section of the United States when it comes to the NFL football. Let's remove them. Let's re- just let's just remove them from the NFL. Let's send them to college, XFL, whatever, whatever other football leagues they have. Maybe they could play soccer. They figure it out. Um I don't know. I really don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. I don't know. I mean the Bucks are kind of riddled with a bunch of injuries. We're gonna get a little bit into that a little bit later, or at least I will. Um 
And just like you said, Trev, you know, I, I personally, and again, we'll also get into this a little later. I personally think, I personally thought that the Cowboys were going to try to make a play for DJ Moore. Come to find out PJ Walker, DJ Moore got a little bit of a connection this week or this previous week. They get into the end zone. Um, the Bucks have a top-tier defense. They give up 21 points to a team not led by Baker Mayfield or, I mean, and they're missing Christian McCaffrey, who's traded now to the 49ers, who probably is going to ask for another trade after the way that Kansas City Chiefs game went. But, you know, it looks like the Panthers are like, no, 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 we're still an NFL team. You can't just walk into Carolina and think you're going to get an easy dub. I think the, the Buccaneers underestimated who they were going to be playing against and, you know, underestimated their opponents. And we're going to see what they're made of this Thursday. But, you know, they've got a little bit of a tougher opponent. But, yeah, I I personally, I don't know what's going on with Tampa Bay. The NFC South is a toss-up. I do think whoever wins that division is going to get smoked in the playoffs. But, well, unless Tampa Bay fixes and writes the ship. But, I don't know, man. Tom Brady does not look like himself, even though he is leading the NFL. In, or, I'm sorry, the NFC in passing. Events. So, it's just interesting to see. Uh, it is interesting, and we'll get more into Brady, but, you know, those Panthers, man, they're 2-0 and in the division. Like I said, they play the Falcons this week. They win this game. They are 3-0 and in the division. The Bucks lose this week. Panthers will be leading this division if they win, and that is crazy. After that start, that is crazy. But let's get into something else. Let's get, in, let's get into that Sunday night football game. We had uh, – what was that? We had the Pittsburgh against Miami, and I'm sure a lot of people thought two was going to get back in action get back to it, and beat the crap out of these uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. But no, 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 Mike Tomlin covered that spread for us. <laughs> he covered that spread for us. Trev, he covered that spread for us. He did what he had to do, man. He did. He did. That's all I got to say. Covered that spread. Man, welcome, oh, man. welcome back to it. Your, your brain didn't explode. You got a TD, so we love to see that. Um, little picket the pickens connection. Nothing too bad about that. Um, Miami Dolphins, please take care of your players going forward. You know, let's let's just make sure nobody has to go through what Tua went through the beginning of the season. But I am happy to see him out in the field. Um, I'm happy to see Mike Tomlin. You know, even though he's under 500, this might be his first season with an under 500 team. Happy to see that his team his team is competitive out there. You know, the Steelers, for what it's worth, they seem a little bit disconnected right now, but you know, discombobulated. But I mean, they're they're still in games. Just like just like we said, they covered the spread, and that's what matters. They're winning people money. Got to win people yeah. money. That's what matters. Yeah, they got the Eagles this week. The Eagles are coming off a bye, so we'll get we'll get more into that this this you know this coming week. That's going to be interesting. I think that spread's over ten at this point. Um, I got to look at it again, but. Better, you know they they disrespecting the Steelers, man. They did Mike Mike Tomlin. They disrespecting you. So let's see what so happens there. Somebody's got to shoot that bird down some at some point. It's got to come down. <laughs> got to come down. Got to got to got to shoot the bird down at some point. Hey, speaking of shooting, Thanksgiving's coming up. Speaking of shooting the bird down, Belichick, man, he got embarrassed uh, on Monday night. Not only did he get embarrassed, but he decided to make a weird quarterback change just out of just just what is it? He now he now we got officially, I believe Mac Jones is gonna end up starting this week, but who's to say Bailey don't get in again? Man, Bill Belichick thought he was thought he was um coach Saban in the game where he, <laughs> he put two in. He thought, <laughs> look, 
if there there was um if he had won that game, I think he would have beaten um I forget the guy's record. Um uh, he would have beaten somebody's record to become the most or second most winning coach uh, regular season and playoff uh victories throughout the season and it was a Chicago Bear. Um so it that it, it was interesting. They were playing in Chicago when all this was happening. And I just knew Bill Belichick did not think that he was going to lose that game. And, you know, <laughs> um, and Bill Belichick's uh, defense, there were certain things that went on in that game where they should not have lost that game. There were a lot of situations when um, the Bears were in third and long and it looked like a, a basically a sack. You know, it, most other NFL quarterbacks would have been sacked. They couldn't find a way to put the ball. I mean, guys were in their face. You know, I'm sure Justin Fields would have felt their breath on him. But he managed to, you know, duck and dodge and do his best Kyler Murray impersonation, Lamar Jackson impersonation, escape the hit and, you know, somehow pick up third and 10, third and 14, third and 15 consistently. I mean, they picked up like five of those. So, I mean, it was, you know, what can you do about that? You keep picking up first down, you're probably going to win a football game if you can, you know, get in the red zone and, you know, score points. But, um, yeah, the whole Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones thing was interesting. I knew Mac Jones was hurt. Um, Bailey Zappi has looked good in his um, times he's been inserted, times he started. So, honestly, thought he was going to get the start anyways over Mac Jones, uh, to be honest with you. But, I mean, yeah, I think Bill Belichick, he, he just wanted to try something, and uh, it, it worked for a second. I mean, I do think they were sabotaging the dude. I mean, because uh, I think on uh, Zappi's, like, first and second drive, I mean, he had a wide-open receiver for a touchdown. Like, where was that, you know, previously – I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's just a play call, but um, yeah, obviously it didn't work out. Blew up in their face. Barrett blew them out. Covered the plus nine. Pretty crazy. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was the, um, it was the first drive, as you say, when Zappi came in. And the coach's name was George uh, Hallis, 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 over there. Okay. No disrespect to you, big dog. Also, I'm sorry, Bailey Zappi. I did not mean to disrespect you the last time I said the name. I said Zapp, like Zapp and Roger. Uh, Zappi, I was corrected by um, Kyle Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Thank you guys for Troy and Joe. Sorry. I'm disrespecting everybody in this little this little section right here. But either way, Justin, Justin Fields, somebody who I'm not going to disrespect for the first time in a very long time. Trev, we were watching that game. We, you know, I feel like I sent you a text or we were talking about it. Literally, there was, there was literally right after the play, he got sacked. It was like, it was like second or third and 15. He scrambles for like 18, 20 yards. I don't know. The Patriots could not get him on the ground. Throwing the ball, he didn't look that impressive. But his his feet and him being able to extend plays make him a really big threat when he starts getting into like – when he starts getting into a zone. When he starts getting into a rhythm. So I do I, – you, you kind of see glimpses of what Justin Fields is capable of, you know what I mean, in games like that. Um. Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery kind of present a threat as, you know, obviously they're coming up against Dallas this week. I think we're ranked 22nd, we're 20th or 22nd in rush defense overall. So I don't know. It may be a little bit of an issue for us this week, but no, that whole quarterback switch kind of awkward. I know Saban and Belichick probably talk to each other in the offseason often. I think there was like a wacky stat. It was like either one year, when your Saban wins, the next year Belichick wins, and it happened for like a couple of years. So they go to the Super Bowl in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely connected. So I like that little reference that you guys made. Um, 
I don't know. Belichick needs to get himself together. Just just play solid football, man. Just coach the game the way it's supposed to be done. Not even do all this extra be creating all this conflict. No Brady's gone, man. Just just relax. You'll you'll get your quarterback. No need to rush it. <laughs> uh speaking of rushing things, let's get into some NFL trades. The deadline is fastly approaching. What y'all got any thoughts on these trades that have already went down? Any trades y'all think we could see soon? Well, I mean, we saw we saw Christian McCaffrey. We saw what happened out in the out in San Fran, Kansas City. Hung up forty four on the neck, even though he, even though he's on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he didn't really produce that much on offense. Um, I know we were kind of talking about it earlier, but the Eagles made a play for Robert Quinn. Uh, very unfortunate. I mean, but let's. Let's be realistic. I think our safety, um, I think Donovan Wilson has more sacks than Robert Quinn this season. So uh, just just something to think. He has one. He has one sack, Robert Quinn. Yeah. So let's you know let's let's pump the brakes. Let's not get a little too stressed out. We we know what Robert Quinn is capable of, and what he's not capable of. Okay. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Um, Trev, what are you thinking about? What do you what are you feeling so far? Trades that I would like to see. I want to see like one more blockbuster trade before the deadline. Something one. exciting to shake things up. Christian McCaffrey trade was huge, obviously, but there needs to be one more. I don't think the Panthers are looking to deal any more players. Like if they were to deal anybody, it'd be the receiver DJ Moore or that cornerback they drafted um, like two years ago. But I don't think they want to do that. I really, really don't think they want to do that. I mean, if they were to do that, they definitely get first round picks for you know for days at least first round pick for their cornerback they uh picked up the draft but um overall I don't foresee any big trades I mean I, what other teams are really tanking right now besides the Panthers I don't know I mean there also hasn't really been any news Texans. coming out about it dis- yeah the tech the Texans are a who do they have like what, what skill position players do they have Besides, like, their running back, they I mean, they wouldn't get anything for him, and they're not trying to trade him anyways. But, I mean, Brandon Cooks maybe, but that's not a blockbuster trade. And the only other team that I would say would be Detroit because of their record, but the coach, uh, I think it was the, somebody came out today and said that it, they're not tanking, and he has all the faith in the world he can turn this team around. So I don't think they're going to make any trades. Tanking. I don't think they're – yeah. I don't, I don't think we see another blockbuster trade, mostly because there has not been any – like disgruntled player, you know, that has been like, I want to get out of this situation, you know, or anything like that. At least I haven't heard it. Well, Elijah Moore a little bit said he 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 wasn't feeling it on the Jets because of his targets. But he's not a superstar. Um, I'm talking about like a blockbuster but, trade. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, yeah. We, we what is he in year two of the NFL? Like, come on. Hmm. Like, don't disrespect the cuz. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't. I probably don't see. Uh, don't see that coming. A blockbuster trade. I mean, it would have no. to be something out of left field. So, no, yeah. I mean, I, I, the the Cowboys are making trades. Um, and they're not a big uh person in the middle of the season that does trade. But they picked up. Who did they pick up? Pepe. Uh, they picked up a, a defensive tackle. Yep, they did from uh, Vegas, I believe, in exchange Jonathan, for a six-round pick. Thank you, thank you, TP. Yeah, exchange for a six-round pick. Yeah, he's 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 pretty much in there just to clog up, just to clog up the um the middle. You know, again, we're 
22nd in rushing or rush defense overall. Granted, we're not giving up too many yards per carry, but I mean, it's still, it's still not, it's not something to look at. It's not something nice to look at. Yeah. And then, um, and then James uh, Robinson ended up getting traded over to the Jets recently too, as well. So that's going to be interesting for them. They needed that. They needed that. They got to win this week. They got to, you know, try and get to that division title leading. They right behind the Bills. It's going. It's going to be. Going to be. And they're not going to win, but it's a, it's interesting how close they are. Twentieth. I'm sorry. We are twentieth. Our rush defense is twentieth. Twentieth. Okay. Well, you know what? Speaking about us, let, let, why don't we just why don't we just go ahead and get right into us? Get right into the to the Cowboys. You know that. Dak in the pack, man. Yeah, I gotta get. Hey, you just, know what? I gotta give it to him. Zeke was toting that pill. I'll give. I'll let you. He was doing it. He did it. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's get into this Cowboys talk. This this Cowboys segment. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke was toting the ball, and and I think he did a bit too much. Man, it's hurt. Looking like he may not play this uh, Sunday. One of the beat writers, uh, Clarence Wright. I think that's his name. Longtime Cowboys beat writer. He basically reported that Zeke is doubtful to play. Um, some of the guys that work at ESPN that are always reporting on stuff, they don't have that story or they weren't able to confirm it. But it's leaning towards like, you know, Zeke saying like, hey, I, I think I can play or, you know, I want to play. I want to get out there with the guys. You know, players always say this going into a week that, you know, they never want to give the other team a strategic advantage. But from what that B writer said, I would think that Zeke would uh, sit out this game. And that kind of goes in line with things that uh, Jerry Jones has said and Stephen Jones about how they – and Mike McCarthy as well. They want to keep Zeke as good as they can for the postseason. I think Dallas sees themselves a team that can make the postseason for sure. They have the talent. And it, in the event that they're there, they definitely want to – have someone like Zeke who's experienced. Not that Pollard's a bad back at all, but, I mean, you got Zeke and Pollard, then having those two together, being able to run the football, gives you way better of a chance than just one of them um, being available. So I think it'd be wise for Zeke to sit out. Um, obviously, you don't want to lose this game, but we have a bye week coming right, right up after this. So, you know, why push to play when um, we have a bye coming up? I, I think you should probably sit this game. Um, that's just me. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, it's uh, Clarence, Clarence Hill. Clarence Hill. I'm yeah. sorry, Clarence. Yeah. Your last name is Thomas, Thomas, man. I'm sorry. We're all here, man. If you're listening, it's still, it's not late, <laughs> but I know we're tired, man. Need rest. I've heard, I've heard that we need rest. People, we all need rest at one point or another. But I mean, as far as the backfield goes, we also have Rico Dowdle out of South Carolina, I believe. Um, kind of put a little bit of pressure on Tony Pollard last year. You know, just not in the preseason, you know, real, real physical, stocky back that also can help in pass blocking. I know Tony Pollard kind of struggles a little bit in that retrospect, but I think we should be able to give Zeke a rest at least until the bye week. So I do agree with you there. He needs to, he needs to get a little bit, a little bit of a break. He definitely cost us a little bit last year because he was forcing himself to play. Um, I know Jordan Lewis. He made that incredible interception last week. But it cost him, I believe, this season. I did, you know, conversation about Kelvin Joseph coming out there. But I mean, Kelvin Joseph, whatever I've seen him, he never looks ready. Or you know, not to look, doesn't look ready. But I mean, like it just 
he doesn't seem like he's acclimated to game speed, and we can't have that. You know, him lining up and slot receivers just looking at him like barbecue chicken the same way big-name receivers look at Anthony Brown. Because I know for a fact anytime any big-name receiver lines up across from Anthony Brown, they're like, time to eat. And Anthony Brown, like, I, I really – he's gotten better. I will say that. He has definitely gotten better. But, you know, we we need to sure up that second cornerback, that second cornerback section. And Jordan Lewis, I wish for a speedy recovery. Zeke, I wish for a speedy recovery. But, I mean, we'll, Dak is back. Time to bring out the caps, you know. <clears throat> a lot of people kind of have issues with what seems to be like game managing or anything like that. But, I mean, I, I think I spoke to you guys about this. You know, Troy Aikman's numbers, they weren't really gaudy. You know, we were winning championships. Not to say that this is a championship. You know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead. But, you know, it, our identity, as you said, defense and running the ball. So I think if we I can... think the most important stat is that there were zero interceptions. We yes. talked about he didn't throw for 400 through 400 yards. Well, he also didn't throw for any interceptions, and that's better. So, And that is always key because if we don't turn the ball over, obviously increases the chances of us winning because we force turnovers. Trayvon Diggs is out there. <laughs> so if we get Parsons to- is out there. Michael Parsons is out there. Marcus Lawrence the is out there. The game sealer. I'm about to start calling him the game sealer. Because he, he <laughs> is out there. You know what I mean? These he, guys, is, he is. Yo, they adjusted his stats. I think he was listed as one sack, and today they adjusted it to two sacks. I did see that. I did see that. Miscount. Look, man, Micah, Micah is everywhere, and – that's that's something that the NFL now understands. Trayvon Diggs is everywhere. There were a lot of Micah Parsons jerseys at the Eagles game that I went to. I didn't see any Trayvon Diggs jerseys. Yeah, I saw. I so I saw there was actually a woman we were at that we were getting ready to get on the train, the turnstile. I was with the Eagles fan, you know. But um, <laughs> I mean, she was showing me the town. It was very, it's very beautiful city. We we won't get into that. <laughs> uh, poor decision making. But no, she will remain nameless now. But yes, she was in the game. But I did. There was an um an older woman. She had on the Trayvon Diggs jersey when she was walking down the steps. So um, I saw this. I saw this group of uh guys walking up the stairs, passing my section, and it was three of them. I saw the first guy, and I pointed to my friends like, "Yo, Parsons jersey." As soon as he walked by, his boy behind him had a Parsons jersey. I was like, "Yo, that's that's you know." That's interesting. And then there's the third dude who was, like, walking further behind him, walked up to, he had a Parsons jersey on. And, like, all the Eagles fans are just, like, boo, you know, like, as they're walking. And they're all smiling and waving, and it was it was a sight. So That's one thing I love. Parsons. But, <laughs> you know what, though? I don't think I've ever been booed that much anywhere else except <laughs> at Lincoln Financial. Every, like, the whole city. Yes. yes. No matter where I walked, it was, like, like in the middle, it was like the morning. This guy, this old man, was like, "Well, the Eagles are the only team to beat the Cowboys." I was like, "Bro, relax, relax. I'm going to get a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. Okay, do you want something, brother? Do you want something?" It's obviously starving for attention, but Hefe, go ahead and get us into the next, uh, the next well, segment. Well, actually, before before we before we get into Thursday night football, I just got one last question about our Cowboys. Because we were talking about the corners and they need some help. Do y'all think we, we, we might get a trade-off? Do you think Jerry Jerry's on the phone right now? We, we got a couple days left. you think we're making any trades? As long as it costs a conditional 
fifth round pick or sixth round pick, then yeah, because that's all we're good for. Those are the only trades we make. You know, we don't we don't we don't make no serious trades. It's always a conditional fifth or sixth round pick, seventh. You know, if you're lucky, that's it. So, um, I think we could add some guys to the practice squad who have been available around the league. Maybe some of our coordinators are familiar with them. Um, special teams, um, you know, defensive line, you know, whatever. But um, I'm not expecting Dallas to do anything beyond that. They've made their little trade. Can't say they didn't make a trade. No one can say, oh, they didn't make a move for a deadline. You know, they made a move. So um, that's it. Also, we did we did activate um, Damon Clark today. So our defense is getting more and more stout. I think that you're, you're right, Trevor. Our, our identity is going to be based solely on physicality, on the defensive side of the ball and physicality running the ball. TP, okay. I'm solid. It's your time, buddy. Zeke, take a break. Get, get some rest, buddy. Heal up. We're gonna need you. Okay. Well, you know what, guys? Let's let's get right into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty Thursday night football. You got the four and three Ravens against these three and four Bucks that we've we kind of brushed over a little bit. You know, I was on ESPN earlier. I was taking a look at the schedule. I was trying to see all the Tom Brady's, you know, records and everything and how he how he started these seasons. And this man's never in his uh, illustrious career ever started three and four. Never. I mean, I went back to the last year ESPN had on that thing back with the Patriots. I couldn't find nothing, nothing. But, you know, he's the quarterback he's facing now, Lamar. This will be their second meeting. Brady got to face him. And his last season when he was on the Patriots. Um, Lamar will win this game. Yeah, Lamar Bloom. You right about that, Trev? I know you – it sounds like you had some money on that. Sounds like you had some money on that. (laughs) That was the Lamar Jackson MVP. That was Lamar Jackson MVP. That was was right before everyone was like, okay, he's the guy. You know? (laughs) It was that and it was the Bengals game. I was going to say. It was that and the Bengals – yeah, that, it was that game in the Bengals game. I'll never forget um, those are the games like that, you know, like stamp that MVP season. When he hit that spin move on that one, dude, Lamar, and um, you win the game, and again, the game against the Bengals, I'll never forget that. But anyway, yeah, keep, keep going. Keep going, man. Yeah, so so Lamar, though, man, I know I know you just got a little excited about Lamar, but I'm going to tell you something that's going to really disappoint you. And it, and it disappointed me when I saw it. This man is one in three straight up and against the spread on Thursday night football. And that is just not good. Lamar, get it together. Brady, on the other hand, he's 11-2 and two straight up. He's 6-6-1 six, six against the spread. And he's 2-1 and one straight up since joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. TP, I, I'm, I'm struggling here. I, I just – the spread changed after after the whole thing, after everything happened after Sunday. It flipped, you know, from the the Ravens were minus one and a half. Now the, the Bucks are minus one and a half. Just like the books, I'm confused. TP, roll in with some stats for me, man. Help me out. I mean, let's just let's just look at the tail of the tape. I mean, the Buccaneers have dropped two straight against two mediocre teams. That Tom Brady's three and four for the first time in his illustrious career, as you stated, right? You know, I don't I don't really see Tom Brady continuing on this losing trend. 
I mean, we look at Baltimore. They've won another close game against Cleveland, but they have this little weird thing going where it's win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So, you know, what what can we do? What can we do? So let's 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 look at it. The Bucks defense is still going to be pretty strong, but they are going to be missing Antoine Winfield Jr. and their other starting corner, Carlton Davis Jr. Um, Akeem Hicks is still listed, listed as questionable, and Julio Jones is a game-time decision on the offense side of the ball. But the Ravens will be missing their veteran leader, Calais Campbell, and Gus Edwards was limited in practice, and Rashad Bateman was also limited in practice upon returning, and Mark Andrews also missed practice this week. So, I mean, both teams are going to be banged up coming into this game. Um, I do think that the Ravens defense, I mean, not the Ravens defense, I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is going to find a way to slow down Lamar Jackson. He has not looked that impressive after his very fast start for whatever reason these past couple of weeks. Um, granted, again, like we know it's Lamar Jackson. He's a potential MVP candidate year in and year out. But I mean, as I said previously, Brady's leading the NFC with 1,942 yards. Um, this Ravens pass defense is a shell of its former self. They're giving up yards everywhere. I don't think Brady is not going to you know, take advantage of this. I mean, it's Tom Brady. Granted, yes, he's old, but Tom Brady knows how to get busy when it's time to get busy, especially in prime time. Um, he's just without Russell Gage, so he does have a pretty pretty fair offensive or offensive weapons they're going to be you know, at his disposal. And again, I know Lamar won 37-20, but I think Tom Brady, he he's a very vengeful guy. You can see it in his eyes. I'm picking the Bucks to win this game. Okay, okay. Trev, you got any any prop bets, any analysis for us on this? Any Yeah, so I on the prop side, I don't have a side. And by side I mean, you know, Bucks uh cover the one and a half or Baltimore covers the one and a half. I don't have a side on this. The margins are pretty, pretty sharp here. The NFL is the sharpest line in sports, um, all professional sports. So I don't really want to pick a side. I mean, there's um, enough info, I think, to bag, you know, Brady and the Bucks, And, you know, there's convincing info to bag, you know, Lamar and the Ravens. But I don't want to pick that. Um, what I want to focus on are the player props, in particular, uh, Lamar Jackson's uh, player rush attempts. So right now his uh, rush attempts are set at nine and a half. Uh, meaning that, you know, he needs to, um, in order to, you know, win, he needs to get over um, 10 or under, you know, nine and a half in order to clear that. I like Lamar to run over nine and a half times. Um, my only concerning point there is uh, Gus Edwards just kind of got added into this offense after kicking off the pup list start the year. Um, Gus ran pretty well um, this past week on Sunday, uh, especially for someone that's been on the pup list. Um, I definitely think it eased the burden on Lamar a little bit. He didn't rush for over 60 yards, but I do think just because of where they're at in the season, who they're playing, being in a primetime game, I think Lamar will probably turn up for that. I would look for him to rush um, or at least have uh, 10 attempts rushing the football, attempting to his top receiver, um, which is also his tight end, Mark Andrews, a little banged up. Um, he hasn't looked spectacular in the passing game um, as of late. Uh, TP, you mentioned like he did at the beginning of the season. It's kind of teetering off. I think he'll start to rely a little bit more on his legs and kind of get the job done there. Um, we kind of just saw how the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers kind of ran all over the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, with Deontay Foreman as well as uh, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Deontay Foreman has never necessarily – he's never really been a true, um, you know, uh, star in this league. You know, he's had different injuries. Um he's, you know, traveled across a few teams, but 
saying that as it will, I do think that rushing, running the football is going to be the key in this game. And Lamar is by far their best rusher as well as, you know, their passer being the quarterback. So I got to go with that. Um, taking Lamar Jackson over nine and a half rush attempts. It's pretty uh, high. It's pretty juiced right now. Uh, it's sitting at um, minus 154. But for a strategy, I think the Ravens will take um, and rushing the ball, relying on that in this game. I want to take it. Um, another prop I'm looking at, um, I think to win this game, they got to get Fournette uh, going. Leonard Fournette over 12 and a half uh, rush attempts. But uh, that's what I like in this game. I mean, I really don't want to mess with the totals. I don't want to mess with the sides. I think we've seen enough on Thursday Night Football in these spots that teams um, are a little sluggish. Uh, they don't score any points. And then you look at last week where there were tons of points. <laughs> um, there were two pick sixes in that game, so uh, that helped quite a bit. But then overall, just a lot of touchdowns, a lot of scoring. So that's where I want to go. I want to go with those two props. And that's what I've got. Uh, fantasy, you know who to start. Um, should not tell you that. Got Mark Andrews. I would still start him, even though he's banged up. Start Lamar. Start Gus Edwards. Uh, start Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. I like how you brought your hands together like the Godfather. You you just dropped <laughs> all the knowledge. Everybody step out of the back room. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone from Vegas, Vegas Trev to Godfather Trev. I can't be Vegas Trev no more until until I get this get this pick right, man. So I I gotta bounce back. Hopefully I can get my third straight, man. I'm going for number three. According according to Hefe, I'm going for number three. While you do that, take the under with that. That's my. I lean, I lean, I lean the under because of how these teams are, you know, played recently. I lean the under. I don't want to, no official play. I lean the under. I do lean that. El Jefe's official play, lock in the under. Well, that's that's just play. That's that's El Jefe's official play. I might, I might throw a few dollars on that. I might throw a few. And for TP, I'm going to parlay Bucks under. Look, y'all, y'all know I'm not a gambling man, but. But I am. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring. In this what would game. you, what would you parlay that way? Like, <laughs> what, are, what are you parlaying with? You talk, me? Yeah, you said you were going to do a parlay. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be TP's uh, bucks minus one and a half and under. Oh, minus one. Okay, so you do like it. Okay, I got you. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bucks with him, and you know I'm gonna take my under, and we are gonna get the parlay going. By the way, all my Maryland fans, FanDuel is supposed to officially drop in Maryland November 21st. I am so excited. I was getting ready oh, to do a backflip when I got the call. This is insane. I I'm. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> we coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Yo, so so let, so, so, so let me so 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 let me let me ask you this. So what what changed? Because I didn't even I didn't even know about that. Um. So is is Maryland just allowing all the sports books to do it, or is it just Fanduel? Um, to be honest, I don't know. I got a call. I I didn't even look it up yet. I just got a call from somebody who will remain nameless, and oh. I was told November twenty first. It's locked in. If that's the case, Trev, I'm taking these prop bets. That's coming soon. 
<laughs> All right. But guys, but guys, until then, until <laughs> then, let's gamble. Until then, this is El Jefe. I, and you know, I got to say this. We will be here Sunday because we got a London game. The Jags are going back at in London. That's that's their real home. Like, we're going to talk about that, though. That's their real home. We got the Panthers who could take over the division this week or be right there with them. You got some teams coming back on a bye. We got to get into the Packers and the Bills. We got to talk about that. And you got Kansas City and the Chargers on a bye week. We're going to get into all of it. Catch us on Sunday. Until then, El Jefe is out. I'll see you guys. DP's out of here. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for joining uh, Triple Babble uh, for the Thursday edition of our podcast. We will see you all on Sunday. All right. It's Travis signing out.